exclusive. We all know that Bill needs dicks. It's not like a, a thing that is debatable at this point. You're debatable. Bill eats copious servings of dicks a day. <laughs> About half of his caloric intake oh, is dicks. Oh, God. Uh, Why didn't I call in sick this week? Fun fact, 20% uh, fecal <laughs> matter from porta-potties that he just had sex in. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say I had. I just said <laughs> I'm not against it. No, he was there. <laughs> you were there, man. You were fucking... But, uh, Hello! And welcome to another exciting episode of Logbox Small Talk. I'm Bill Kurtner. Next to me is my favorite no-name stormtrooper, Rod the Bot Heron. How you doing, buddy? Dude, I'm doing great. Did I had like, a week off. Did you like that intro? I, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Unnamed, what was it, unnamed well, I mean, stormtrooper? so many stormtroopers in Force Awakens were, like, famous people or connected to famous people. Yeah, I was in it. You were? Yeah. Which one were you? I was the one that died immediately. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was the three. Like I was the bloody hand guy. <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey, I was just cleaning toilets, and then they were like, hey, you have a gun now, go kill villagers, <laughs> and I was like, let's do this, and then the villagers shot me in the face. Nice. So nice. Send yeah. a postcard to your parents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dope. So what's going on, man? Do nothing. But I, I'm really excited about something that happened to you. <laughs> what? What? Because earlier you were trying to tell me the story, and I cut you off. I was like, no, save whatever that is for the podcast. <laughs> he goes, ah, I may have a racist dog. <laughs> and I was like, stop. You no. stop talking, and you save that shit for the podcast. So Friday night, my kids and I were going to go to the, um, uh, the, the food truck festival down in Texas City. The but food we, truck festival. Yeah, they, they have a, 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 a parking lot area for the city. That they, near a park, where they bring in like four or five, or actually it was like seven or eight food trucks. Okay. But we got there about an hour and a half into it, and there must have been six or seven hundred people there. Okay, so it's not it's not like a car show for food no, no, trucks. No, 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 it's no, no, a no. food show for food no, trucks. No, it, it's basically food trucks come in, and they have like some band playing, and you can get food and eat at the tables and mm-hmm. co- you know commence with your, your neighbors. So it's a scam to get you to come and eat at their mobile truck yeah i mean but we i like that and i thought it'd be fun for the kids but if they can bring food to you at your house why but they don't they, i mean food trucks not have food trucks food work? trucks aren't like ice cream trucks god damn it that'd drive, be amazing they don't drive through the neighborhood going tacos tacos yeah. <laughs> just down the street I, like oh ooh, i would take uh three enchiladas my, please i guarantee you my son is gonna run in here in a minute is a taco guy here <laughs> <laughs> anyway so we left there and i told the kids well let's go get some fried chicken and we'll go home Wait, you you went and got food after no, no, no. going to a convention no, we were, it was too many just people. for food. There was too many people. We we Okay, so you skipped out. Yeah, on we it. brought the dog with us cuz we thought it would be we thought it was actually going to be in the park. Turns out it was in a parking lot. Ooh. And it was like 700 people and the dog was just like, "I'm going nuts. Lots of people. This is awesome. This is lots of people." And so we said, "Let's go. Let's get in the car and uh let's go get some fried chicken." So we go to KFC in, in Texas City. And we order the chicken, and as we're pulling up, we stop, and the guy opens the window to tell me how much money, and it's a Middle Eastern gentleman. My dog, who is the most most kind, mellow dog ever, automatically jumps up and starts barking and, like, does, like, a defensive position. 
And I'm like, oh, shit. Am I raising a racist dog? You know what? It's so funny about that. What if it's the opposite? What if she's not racist? What if she just knows? That guy's a terrorist. I thought about that. Yeah. I thought about that. I didn't want to profile him. Because mm-hmm. I try to... I try to have a very open mind. I'm pretty sure dogs' warnings are viable in court. I, I well, I, I hope she is, because I noticed that everybody at the at the food truck thing was almost like 90 percent white people. Mm-hmm. No problem. Absolutely friendly. She, I mean, she doesn't growl at dogs. She does growl at cats. She doesn't like cats. No, she's a fucking dog. Yeah, that's, I mean, it, you know, that's, that's expected. But. She's also a white dog, which her barking at a Muslim man is probably, or a Middle Eastern I mean, man. She, but I don't know how to test her. Do I take her around the neighborhood? Because I live in Go a Go to a, a local mosque. Oh. Just oh. take her there and just be like, hey, the, oh. see, these people are nice. Oh, God. It's not a religion of hate. I mean. They're all just like okay, us. Okay, here's one faux pas I may have made the other day. Oh, God. When I was homesick. You're about to justify your dog's racism? No, I just figured out maybe what started it. I I was, I was going to watch CNN, but they didn't have on news. They had on some kind of pundit show. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, I'll go over to Fox just because they got the news on right now. And I'll, yeah. I'll watch. And, that, and then I fell asleep for an hour and a half. She watched Fox News and became a racist dog. See? Hate figured, is learned. Ah, god damn it. But you know what? I watch it because of the titties, because they have those blonde ladies in those dresses. Mm. But she listened to Donald Trump for an hour and a half, and she wants to build a wall for everyone. <laughs> Keep that one KFC worker out. <laughs> He's stealing literally our jobs. I mean, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I have a racist dog, I think. Well, I'm really unfortunate. That's, that's sad. Although I, I saw it coming. Did she she looks racist. <laughs> she's got that like weird black coloring on her eyes. Like she's trying to keep herself hidden. Like, <laughs> like she's trying to fit in. Yeah, like this won't show up in security. She's they won't know a, who I am. She's got a little black, a little brown, and a lot of white. A lot of white. Yeah. That's she's the like, main part. She's kind of like a Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> well, the white's on them as opposed to... In them? Uh, <laughs> all right. <sighs> So, I saw uh, Batman oh, vs. No. Superman uh, oh, here this me. weekend. Why Why by that tone do I have a feeling you didn't like the, the movie? So, real quick, what did, what did you think about it? Because I did listen to the show, but just in case. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was a perfect film by any means, but it was a lot of fun. It was better than what I was going in and expecting. I could see the weakness in the film, the, the what they could have done better. Obviously, they, they should have... Lighten the tone up a little, but this is the artistic license that they took with the material. And I always say, wait five years and you'll get another version anyway. That 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 part I'll agree with you. So, um, so I went and saw it. Okay, and I'm gonna agree with another thing you said. It did have a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Squandered potential. Okay. I basically hated this movie. <laughs> I, like this is like a hard one and a half, two stars for me okay. out of five. So, I was reading um, a New 52 title. Sure. Uh, Batman. Okay. I'm trying to get back into DC okay. to get ready for Rebirth. Um, the Riddler, at this point in the book, is at the top of Wayne Tower, and he's basically taken over a big part of the city. You're reading Zero Year. Yes, I am. Okay. So, um, at the top of Wayne Tower, Jim Gordon confronts him, and he's got a string around his finger. At the top of Wayne Tower, he somehow put a five-ton boulder 
tied to a bunch of pulleys tied to his finger. So that whoever came into the door, he would just have to pull it, and this giant boulder would fall on them. Okay? How plausible is that, Bill? It's a comic book. There you go. It's a comic book. Okay. In Batman vs. Superman, oh, they yeah. did things <laughs> like that that made no rational sense and were huge plot holes, but because it's live action, I, I don't have that much belief to suspend. Okay, so KGB Beast, or KG Beast, uh-huh. you know who that was. That was that Russian character sure. that killed all the villagers initially. Oh, should we do a, a short spoiler? We did. We spoiled on the last one, so if you're listening at this point... Yeah, okay, that's fine. We, spoilers from here on then, yeah. just in case. Spoilers. So, KG Beast shoots all these villagers, uh-huh. okay? The only part of the evidence that they needed was that special bullet that he used. Okay. If he had used with, with normal just bullets... Gone, just gone down to Academy. Yeah, exactly. Bought some regular rounds. Bought a box of rounds. Yeah. Not gone to Lex Luthor's, like, experimental, I only develop these. Yeah. No one else in the world has these bullets. Well, I think the guy at the KFC has them now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that was a huge plot point that I was like, okay, well, if he hadn't done that, this movie would never have existed. Okay. Like, Batman would just been like, oh, okay, I don't know what happened. And Lois Lane would have well, had no evidence you had to give, tying Lex You Luthor. had to give Lois something to do. It's in her contract. <laughs> <laughs> she was going to be in this movie no matter what. Yeah. But... Uh, but this movie is full of these moments. Yeah. Um, Lex Luthor's server base is in his house. So he's got his multi-million dollar home. Okay. His server room for his corporation is below. Well, what if that's one of the server rooms? Because I could see a guy like that would have... He, he would be like a professional musician. He would mm-hmm. want access in his house to his stuff. Yeah. So the, what if... His ego is so big that he wants yeah, it close by. Because Bruce was talking about breaking into LexCorp. Mm-hmm. And Alfred's like, well, why? You've been invited to his house. Yeah. And he's got... I mean, I think it's pretty much assumed, though, that a, ma- a megalomaniac like Lex Luthor mm-hmm. would probably have that in his house, too. Okay. So, do you think that it's rational to have it across the hallway from the kitchen? Well, when I designed, uh, yeah. when I designed his house... Exactly. I, you know, I ran out of space. How fucking stupid is that? Look, man. It's- do you know anything about servers and how hot they get? Let's put it right next to the goddamn stoves. Who the fuck cares? Like, when <laughs> Snyder was writing this, he was like, oh, this is a great position for a he server room. I don't give a shit. He, he rubber-stamped the shit. All right? And again, that's only one more uh, instance. Do you think when that- the fuck did Batman get premonition powers? Did he get bit by a radioactive premonition at some point that yeah. I didn't fucking know about? Rodney, it's a comic book movie. It is, but that doesn't mean it has no responsibility towards reality. I bet you, I will bet you dollars to donuts they're going to explain that in Justice League. Who, what, the server room being right next to the kitchen? No. Sometimes our IT guys, they get hungry. He's impressed. They get hungry. They go in, they make themselves a sandwich. The dreams, his premonitions he's getting. Okay, but also, if you're not a DC comic book fan, how much sense do those, those dreams make? Because it is not explained at all in this movie. Who that was? I think it's explained. It's explained in tone. I mean, we all understand it's the Flash. Yeah. Okay. Coming back, was- either using a boom tube or cosmic treadmill, something like that. But it doesn't explain it at all. His fucking dark side. Dark side. Uh, dream. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck did he get these premonition I powers? Think th- I think the dark side dream is an implied tone that Superman is a would be a turncoat and take over the planet. And somehow 
he dreamed dark about well, parademons. I, I, think, I think in Justice League that might be explained. That he'll they'll explain. Oh, well, we were somebody was. You're giving this movie a hell of a benefit of the doubt. Sure, because it was two and a half hours of my time. It wasn't terrible. I mean, it was the best Batman action I've ever seen. I'll agree with that. And, I think, and I, think, I think it's one of the most better... It's the better developed Batman we've had on screen. I think Ben Affleck and, and what, Gail Gardot? Is that I, how you say her name? Gardot. Gardot, okay. Yeah. Um, both of them were amazing. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman was one of the stronger points of the movie, other than she only has 16 lines in the whole goddamn movie. But, she, but like, she's the next movie after Suicide And Squad. I'm perfectly fine yeah. with that. I'm pumped about so, Wonder I mean, Woman. You, you're going to get more Wonder Woman all the time. Well, I mean, I already saw a lot of her in this movie, though. Yeah. And by that, I mean, there, there's a, a certain scene where she, like, gets hit, and she's, like, enjoying the battle. Yeah. And she does this kind of, like, weird smile. Yeah. Well, I read the IMDb afterwards, and I'm like, oh, look, she ad-libbed that little, I'm liking this battle kind of smile. that's Wonder Woman. That's mm-hmm. Wonder Woman in all media yeah. loves a fight. Yeah, which which tells me that this the, the people writing this didn't know Wonder Woman's character because they didn't write that in. She had to ad-lib it. Okay. So she well, adds you know a little though? smile. You know what I think God, though? I think God Gill actually went and read a bunch of stuff yeah. and, and figured that out herself. Because mm-hmm. that means she did the legwork that the writers can't. Writers are not perfect. Judging by this movie, I, I agree. <laughs> but, but that smile was so important. And guess who fucking missed it? This guy. You know why? Why? Because they decided to put her in like big girl under ruse. With, her legs were so long and exposed that I'm pretty sure I saw some Lovozo. No. Yes. No, you didn't. Yes. You didn't see anything. Dude, there was some lower vag zone. You there can was actually not. Yes. No, there wasn't. There totally was. You're, dude, I saw the movie. Brian saw the movie. My Did girlfriend. you see an IMAX? No. All right, there's some Lovozo. No. Go back in there you're, and look at you're it. You're mental. No. So I, I thought it was kind of sad that they, they took such a classic character but still had to show off her body in that sense. But that's that sort Snyder. Of, but that's, I mean... But DC should have known that's what they were getting into. Uh, Woody Allen, he fucks 14-year-olds who are sort of related to him. Yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> well, okay. Well, what, I'm not defending Woody Allen. What I am saying, that's what Snyder does. Sucker Punch is, is visual fight porn. That's all that is. And that's why I like it. It's but, like a heavy metal magazine. Hold but, on, hold on, before you start. Okay? Because I'm going to defend it a little bit, only to a certain point. DC hired the guy knowing what his background was. And because Superman did okay, they said, give him Batman v Superman. Because they were like, okay, we need a sequel. All right, well, let's just throw Batman in this. Okay? That being said, there were a lot of faults with it, but it was enjoyable. It was fun. I think you're having a stretch to defend this guy. Ah, the movie was okay, so let's give him uh, more money to make another one. I don't don't think they should have given it to him. George Miller had one ready to go eight years ago. He was ready to do a, 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 a Justice League. George Miller, the guy that created Mad Max and did Mad Max Fury Road, guarantee you, Justice League with George Miller would have been incredible. All right, but we didn't get that. So you pray for the best and expect the worst when Snyder does it. I like Watchmen. You like Watchmen, mm-hmm. okay? I like Three Hundred. But look at how closely he stuck to the material on both those projects. Well, I mean, Three Hundred. He Sucker used Punch, There's no. I mean, no, no, no. It's a book. But Three Hundred and. Uh, Watchmen, he basically used the goddamn comic as storyboards. I'm sure that he was, on a project this big, he was given a lot of notes on what to do. 
Okay, and that's bullshit. Yeah. Snyder, if it's not your fault, I'm sorry, bro, but this is coming out under your name. So you're responsible for it. Yeah. So, but I, I just hated seeing Wonder Woman reduced to that kind of eye candy part when she's so much more than that. See, I don't think, I didn't see it that way because I saw all, everything she was doing as a setup for her movie. Yeah, you got to show your vagina before you're ready they, for the big screen. Did, you're full. You're so full of shit. You're, they did, there's no such thing. What I'm saying is, is they didn't want you to get to know much about her because in her movie coming out in a year, it's all gonna you're gonna know a lot about her, and they want you to ask as many questions as Bruce Wayne did. Okay, well that, that's all great. Okay, I take all your criticism. Okay, that's awesome. Okay, but I do have to say something. Every time Batman killed someone, I visually cringed. Did he kill people? Batman? Did Batman kill people in this movie? Did you watch this movie? I don't think he killed people. Are you fucking serious? I think he may have killed one or two guys. But I I don't think he killed a bunch of people. Are you fucking serious? I I don't... I think you may have not watched it correctly, because I think he was just... I didn't watch it correctly? (laughs) How do I fuck up watching a movie? I don't think he killed anybody. I think he killed a couple guys. Listen, bro, let me just name some fucking people he killled in this. Mm -hmm. My goddamn soul, for one. Oh, wow. Batman's character. Superman's character. Oh, Superman's character killed himself in Man of Steel. I'll take that. Yeah, that's that's, fair. You can put that finger back. I'll put that finger back. back. Here, I'll put this one back, too. But, I was going to say, listen, you don't have a soul. He crushed people with cars. He fucking shot them. Just straight up shot them. The dude that had the... Where? Listen. The dude that had a flamethrower uh, on his back, KG Beast, he set him on goddamn fire. He shot the thing. Well, but that, you know... He I'm sure he's fine. Just walk yeah, that burn off. It's a fifth degree burn. I'm hey, sure that's fine. Did you see fine. body bags going out of there? No, some sir. aloe Thanks. vera on that. That's because yeah. he didn't leave pieces to collect. Okay. <laughs> Batman killed everyone in that movie. It pissed me the fuck off because one of the central tenets of that character is I don't kill. Okay. But then he's, he's fucking murdering people like chefs kill carrots and not thinking twice about it. (laughs) Oh God. Okay. And, and artistic license. It's a different version. There you go. This movie is a D minus until you say this is a version of Batman, not the Batman. This is an elsewhere, because it, I think it starts all in the very beginning of the movie, when Thomas and Martha Wayne are gunned down. If you notice, if you were actually watching, Bill, which now I'm doubting you even saw the movie, <laughs> uh, Thomas Wayne makes a fist and strikes at the guy. Well, Martha also tries to attack the guy, too. Exactly. Which, to me, sets a tone for a much more aggressive Batman. Also, I think you have to, that whole beginning is a complete dream. It's a dream interpretation. They have, they've even said that. Because he do, he says, he doesn't say, when I rose up, he goes, in my dream, the bats rise me up. So the whole montage at the beginning is his dream state. Which, again, leads me to, when the fuck did Batman have psychic powers or fucking premonition he powers? He doesn't have powers. It's artistic license. And this is why DC is falling to Marvel in the movie universes. Well, I mean... Because they have people like you defending them with weak-ass I'm arguments. Not defending, I'm not defending them. I'm saying that you can go in and watch a movie and say, it's okay. It's not my favorite movie. It's, it's not my favorite Batman movie. I think action-wise, it is my favorite interpretation of Batman action-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you had been able to mix 
Chris Nolan's, if Chris Nolan could have mixed that level of action and visual, that visual flair of the action with his kind of earnest Batman, oh, he would have easily, like, you know, they would have made a billion on every film. Easily made a billion. You know, it's different. I don't like the Superman in these movies. I think the Superman is very angry and weak. Uh, I do like Wonder Woman. I can't wait to see her. I can't wait for them to put a bullet in Lois Lane's head. I'm so tired of her. And I mean, in the New Fifty Two, Batman and Wonder—I mean, Superman and Wonder Woman—hook up. So, mm-hmm. and in Kingdom Come, yeah. So uh, you know, want to just see that? If it is a alternate version of Batman, it's not the Batman; it's a Batman. Yeah. To me, that raises the score to like three or three and a half stars. Okay. Okay, but. It's always a different version of Batman because it's not the it's not the uh, Adam West, mm-hmm. it's not the Tim Burton, it's an, or or any of those four or three. It's not Chris Nolan's Batman, so it's always another timeline. It's not the same guy. But to me, each movie should invest in the heart of the character, and this is missing that heart of the character. I think you're seeing it. We've never had Batman at this vantage point. We've never had a Batman that's been doing it for 20 years. Mm-hmm. All the Batmans, Chris Nolan's had only been doing it for a couple of years. Uh, the Tim Burton Batman, you think they say is he's only been at it for a year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, because nobody had even seen, yeah, seen him in the beginning. Uh, you know, in the 60s, he's the only one that he you don't know when he established himself. Mm-hmm. So you've never had a... a, a a 45, 50 year old, you know, Batman that has been out there active, that's seen, that's seen his partner die, that's seen, you know, he said he's seen good people go bad and he's seen people that can't handle the fight, you know? And that's all really exciting. That's great. I like those parts. Like I said, Ben Affleck was a great Batman. Yeah. And those action scenes are straight out of a video game, mm-hmm. out of one of the Batman games that are so great and so critically acclaimed. Um, my last critique with this movie, uh, I'm sure I have more to say, but we've already been on it too long. We know that this movie was a part Dark Knight Returns, part Injustice, in my eyes. I think it's where they're headed. And part right. Death of Superman. Um, so Death of Superman, obviously Superman dies at the end of this one. <gasps> yeah, it happens. We saw it coming. Doomsday is in it. Superman's going to die. See, I was like everybody else. When I was watching it, I'm thinking, oh, they're not going to kill him. And they go for the final blow, and I'm like, oh, they killed him. Oh, no, I knew they were going to kill him. I totally knew that. Shit. But my big thing is, why kill Superman and make a Lord of the Rings-esque ending where it fucking cut back 15 times? There was like 15 endings. Superman comes back as Gandalf the White. (laughs) Shit, man. I wouldn't be surprised at this point. But how many times did they cut back to the Kent farm to fucking check up on Lewis Lane and her engagement ring? Yeah. Eh, fuck that. And then, at the end, they show Superman alive anyway. Well, no. This movie leaves a lot of fucking alive. timing. You see the, the dirt on the coffin vibrating. Yes, which is exactly what it does around him whenever he takes off. That's what you think. The beginning of the next Superman movie that Superman is in, he's going to come flying out of that fucking coffin like, I don't know, rats out of a KFC bucket. <laughs> uh, you know... It was fun. I don't. I don't try to take things that seriously. So I, I thought it was fun. It was a movie, not my favorite. Yeah, that's great. 
Not my favorite. I'll defend it for 30 minutes. I didn't defend it. I'm just giving I'm giving an, a different argument than you. Your argument's shitty. Your argument's shitty. Well said. You're bullshit. So on that note, announced this week, uh, DC has decided, we're guessing, with the tone, the, the, the complaints from the fans about the tone of Batman v Superman, they have decided... Oh yeah, what to, a humorless piece of shit they, that is. <laughs> they have, see, but I found like four or five parts where I laughed and no one else laughed. I'm thinking, oh, they just they just didn't hone that joke in. I laughed at the very end when I was like, ah, this is what they made with 500 million. All right, all right. Anyway, <laughs> calm down. 26 minutes of you ranting about men in tights. All right. So it was announced this week that uh, the director and the filmmakers that are doing Suicide Squad are going back for additional reshoots to in, to inject some additional humor and to lighten up the film a little bit. Um. I have to pat us on the back. Let me uh, pat ourselves Can on the back. Can you reach your back? Uh, no. I'll get one of the kids to do it later. But um, um, we called this uh, after Deadpool, mm-hmm. that everybody was going to start doing something like this, especially with Batman v Superman should have been smarter and come out in January. I think they would have made a billion in January, and they would have beat Deadpool which kind of went meta on all these films. And so now the problem is everybody's going to try, oh, shit, we got a movie coming out. Let's uh, hire Pat Oswalt to make some jokes. You know, yeah. here you go, big guy. You know, make it funny, big guy. And that's going to be messed up, I, I hope. I don't know who saw the movie, who's saying this, but there are people that have seen the film that are saying all the jokes in the movie are in, the t- are in both of the trailers. Oh, shit. That's it. I'm going to kill myself. Like, if I have to sit through another one of these dark-toned DC <laughs> movies, yeah. it's like, we're the bad guys beating up the badder guys. We don't win. It's like, shit. Oh, man. Shit. Uh, I don't think I can survive another DC movie like this. I, you know, I definitely want to see Suicide Squad. I think, it, I think it'll be good either way. I will literally figuratively die if I have to sit through another one of these. I think it'll be fun either way. I think I hope they don't ruin it by making it too funny. I think they probably should sprinkle a few more jokes in, but not too much. Well, look at the cast. I mean, Croc, is, he's a hoot and a half. Yeah. But, I mean, you got Will Smith. You got... Yeah, uh, he, uh, he'll, he'll snap in like a, I don't know, man, maybe we should get jiggy with it. Yeah. And uh, the, the the girl that's playing Harley, I can't think of her name. Um, she, she's, she's a good actress. Miss Margot? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Robbie. Robbie Margot. Margot Robbie. Fuck. <laughs> you wish. Anyway, it, I think it's a watch and see. I hope they. I hope that if it's not, it doesn't work, they just go, fuck it. We're just going to ditch the jokes and put the movie out that we have. Because I know it should be done by now. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I, on another another Batman v Superman note, the, the composer. Um, Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer said, that's it for superhero movies. I'm done. Yeah. Fuck you guys. I don't know how... Which, I had no complaints about the soundtrack. I yeah. actually liked the soundtrack a lot. I may go pick it up. I didn't notice it. I really? Mean, Wonder Woman's theme was amazing. Well, Wonder Woman was awesome in the whole thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she yeah. was the exclamation point on the shit, yeah. chan- shit sandwich. Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't say, say that. Say that three times fast. Shit sandwich. Shit, shit, damn you it. couldn't even do it twice! <laughs> yeah, but I can barely say it once. So... Also, this week, it has been announced. Um, it's not 100% confirmed. There, it's, I think it's a soft announcement. Um, 
Marvel, or, or excuse me, Fox is making a New Mutants film. Um, there was a lot of contention wondering, people were saying that it wasn't going to be an X-Force film. As of now, it looks it's going to be New Mutants. I would say oh, that... Oh, shit. New Mutants? Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, so far, we know that director Josh Boone, who created that awesome piece of teen cinema work, The Fault in Our Stars... It was that sarcasm, Bill? That was star- sarcasm. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was sarcasm. <laughs> See? You can't say shit either. <laughs> well, Fucker. I never claimed to. Uh, rumored cast so far, Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones as Rain, the werewolf girl. Anya Taylor-Joy is cast as Elanya, a.k.a. Magic. She is uh, Peter uh, Colossus' sister. Yeah. And uh, they're also looking to cast Cannonball, Sunspot, and Mirage. And last but not least, it's rumored... Mr. James McAvoy will show up in this film as the bald Professor X huh. to lead the students. So this is New Mutants. Professor X is going to be it, which means this is going to be Fox, right? Yes. Deadpool was also Fox, wasn't he? Yes. Doesn't Deadpool have a first appearance in New Mutants? Deadpool shows up at the end of New Mutants uh, when they before they turn into X-Force. Okay. So I would say it that could happen. We could look at a cameo kind of thing. You could definitely look at this. You could look at Deadpool as being his origin because, you know, Deadpool, even though his first appearance was in New Mutants 98, um, he still, he had been around for a while. So it could happen. It could happen. I mean, with Cable showing up in Deadpool 2, I would say it's pretty good. It's a pretty good bet that if they do three New Mutants, uh, Cable and Deadpool are bound to show up in the third film. They have to show up at some point. They're so yeah. integral to like that X Force storyline. Yeah, so, which I say that they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, <laughs> you know, obviously, like, obviously the people that made Batman, and Superman did. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to see New Mutants. I really like the New Mutants. Um, I re- I like the the issues in the twenties uh, that Bill uh, Sinkowitz did. He's one of my favorite artists. A uh, big fan, and I look forward to it. If and see, I was a big X Force fan, so I like both. Yeah, I love the early run of X Force. Mm-hmm. I, I after the initial first volume, I didn't read any more of them. Although I did read it when it turned from X Force to X Statics. I liked that a lot. I really enjoyed the whole X Force and X Statics thing because um, that was something that happened. Uh, what was it, Mark Allred? Yeah, uh, uh, Mike Allred. The, Mike, thank you. Yeah, Mike Allred, and. I absolutely love his art. Oh yeah, his art's awesome. Oh yeah, you got to read Mad. You've never read Madman? No. Awesome. If you like mm-hmm. his, if you like X Force, Madman is just this kind of very innocent nod to the fifties and sixties sci fi. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's really good because I'm aware of his character. I've just never sat down and read it's any. A lot of, of fun. It. A lot oh, of that's fun. Cool. Well, speaking of comic books, did you read anything this week? Um, actually, I did. Um, I picked up. Uh, one of the Valiant trade paperbacks for uh, the new Rye series. Oh, yeah. I heard really good things about that. It's good. I, I Of course, if you guys have listened for a while, I read the Valiant stuff when it came out back 20 years ago. 20 plus years ago now. But um, I enjoyed I enjoyed Valiant. I thought Valiant was great. I thought it was definitely a counterpoint to uh, Image, which it, Valiant was a little more Thinking Man comics and more leaned into the sci-fi a little bit, and they used some older properties that Golden Key had. Well, this was one of their first originals, which was uh, Rai is the spirit of Japan, 
He's the defender of Japan, which is a floating satellite slash city in the sky above the Earth. So not the country Japan. No, Japan did. It's it's hard to explain in one sitting, but they the country of Japan created an AI computer okay. that would rule it. And this sounds awesome so far. And its its concept was well, the Earth turned into a piece of shit. It's the year three thousand something. We're gonna we're just gonna create a giant floating city and go into the it's going to space around orbiting around Earth. Just a- answer me this one question: Do they fly Japan into the sky, or do they build something in the sky and just name Look, it? I don't Japan? know. I don't know. I can't get there. It's it's already floating. You don't get all that detail. God damn it! But now I, I have to know. The art is incredible. It is a it's a it's a painted book, so it looks kind of like a heavy metal comic, and uh, the story's great. It definitely takes the original concept, tweaks it a little bit for modern times, and makes it. it so far, the first trade's great. I already ordered the second online. Should be here in a couple of days. Hmm. Uh, not a, it's not a bargain bin. Fine, I paid ten bucks for this, but it was worth every penny. Awesome. Um, did you read anything this week? Uh, I, uh, there wasn't a lot out this week. Yeah? Yeah, not a lot came out that was really, uh, you know, bumping my gun, if you know what I mean. What about Captain America number seven? Now, that was an exception to the rule this week, because Captain America number seven tied itself in with that standoff yes. event that's going on yes. right now. Uh, I believe this is the seventh book in that series. Captain America is now just Steel Rogers. Yep. He's old man, old man old Captain man Rogers, America. Yeah. yeah, old man Rogers, as some people call him. So in this one, he finally makes his way to uh, the town of Pleasantville, which, as we explained... Where the supervillains are. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, like the hidden prison. Yeah. Um, they're using cosmic cube fragments to give all of these people fake memories and fake lives and yeah. told them you know, they're just from this simpleton little town. Um, so a lot of the people now are revolting and escaping and just cr- creating crazy mayhem in this little town. Yeah. So... Captain America is there uh, with a few other heroes trying to free people and figure out what the fuck's going on and why S.H.I.E.L.D. covered this up and all this other bullshit. Um, And the villains have taken over basically everything. Uh, They let Captain America go um, as a, go ahead, go see if you can get this person healed that's injured. It's Maria Hill, by the way. She gets kind of injured in it. Um, And he gets into a fight with Crossbones. Crossbones, it's one of the most brutal fights I've ever seen. Crossbones is kicking his ass. Captain America actually gives up and says, you know what? I've lived a life that was long and I saved a lot of people. If I have to die now, that's fine. Yeah. Kobik, which is the living embodiment of those cosmic cubes in the shape of a little girl, decides to give him his youth back. Which gave him a lot of the powers he had. What back. a cheap way to do that! Yes, how bullshit was that? You know, honestly, reading it, it was awesome. Oh, it was great. Yeah, you just sat here for thirty minutes going mm-hmm. off on Batman v Superman the movie. Yep, and Marvel does one of the shittiest Deus-esque Machina things. Oh, magically the fucking Cosby Cube Kitty get Grant Steve Rogers his super soldier powers back. Now, we talked about this. What's the difference? No, one's in a comic book and one is in a movie. Matter. It's the same goddamn no. thing. No. When you put human characters to characters from comics, you humanize those comic book <laughs> characters and and add on realistic rules for reality what that weren't previous rule? there. Fuck you! It's a goddamn alien that fell to Earth that looks like a six-foot-two handsome guy, and he has goddamn superpowers magically. 
There ain't no fucking rules. It's the same thing, except one of them is in a theater, and one of them's on a rack. No, there are things that you accept when no! going into a movie theater. No! That if I can accept, that if I can accept on a piece of paper, this guy's got a cape and he's got powers, and I go to the movie, this guy's got a cape and this guy's got powers. Oh my god, it's the same goddamn thing. No, because you know that you're too smart for this fucking stupid argument. You know that whenever you go into a theater, the rules change. No, they don't. They do. I'm just looking for something entertaining. There are things that you cannot show in a theater that would just turn people off. What? The spider car? No, that would be amazing. I would love to see that. The spider buggy? But, like... Crypto the super dog? If Spider-Man just started being like, you know what I should do? I should just fucking web people's mouths and noses shut. They'll just suffocate. Whatever. I'll just do that all the time. Like, if he did that through an entire fucking Spider-Man movie, you you would walk out. Uh, is Zack Snyder directing this movie? We'll say yes. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's Marvel's cheap-ass way of bringing his powers back. Oh, man. Oh, isn't it isn't surprising? Like I said, 60 days before the fucking movie comes out. Oh, magically, Captain America's back, Rodney. Did you see that happening? Yeah, I did, actually. Fucking bullshit. Dude, we talked about this like six episodes that's ago. That's what I'm saying. Is it, they're, they're, that's all they're doing is setting it up. You know? Wait, wait. When Thor when Thor 3 comes out, Thor with tits is gone. You watch. Thor with tits. Tits Thor is gone. God damn it. <laughs> She's been an amazing Thor. I, look, I've I'm, really I'm enjoyed not, her books. I'm not saying she is a bad Thor. I haven't read it. But what I'm saying You is, haven't read it? Yeah. God damn it. I, I, what I'm saying is it, it's not a judgment on her. It's a judgment on just as soon as his movie comes out, she's gone. She's dead. Oh, magical Thor from Odin is back. No. Thor has been in a great book. She fucking kicked ass against Odin a few episodes or a few issues mm-hmm. ago. Sure. It was great. I'm sure. But I'm just going to say it's got nothing on a judgment on her character. As soon as that movie gets closer, boom, magical Thor number one comes out. No, no, I agree with you on that part. It's coming out. It's the Thor with tits that you haven't read. I'll read it. You should. It's fucking great. You're not my mother. Calm down. <laughs> no. Bill, you read. <laughs> you read, and then you can have a snack, and then you go to bed before 8.30. So, Friday night, I decided, I made a, a, a decision um, that I wasn't going to actually go and buy the Star Wars Force Awakens Blu-ray. I went ahead and just bought the digital version. And uh, it came with all, I bought it on Vudu. It came with all the bonus features. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, man, who cares if I have the digital version, I mean, the, the Blu-ray. You do mean all the, the, the special features for all now. All the special features. Yeah, I mean, for until now. Disney, until two years, three years from now when Disney has the, oh, here's uh, Star Wars Episode episode 8 Space Bear. Here's, here's its new bonus. Oh, and by the way, we're re-releasing Episode 7 with all new bonus features. And yeah. uh, here's a look at Ray's dress and underneath the dress. <laughs> if we CGI'd in some more creatures <laughs> and things. Um, I gotta that say... That worked so well in the past. I gotta say, I still love the movie. Um, it's so good. And I also gotta say that the making of the, the journey, mm-hmm. the it's about a 70-minute long documentary. On how the movie was made? So good. Awesome. So good. I got to recommend. I almost say if you've seen this movie, watch that first because you get to see all like they brought back all the guys from the prequels that you kind of met. Like I liked I was a big fan of one of the artists from the prequels that worked on it. I get I get way into Star Wars. I get behind the scenes. 
Uh, Doug Chang is a, is a Chinese artist that started, I think, in 97 with Lucasfilm and did, like, I had all the books. I had all the art books for the prequels. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you like some Jar Jar? No, but they, I love, like, they had all the Sith designs that we've known throughout the years all started on the ep- in the Phantom Menace book. Like, uh, Asajj Ventress was in there. Um, a couple of the characters that didn't, I think showed up in uh, Star Wars Legacy, the Dark Horse book. Mm-hmm. They sh- a, a couple of Sith from there show up. All kinds of cool stuff. See, you've gone too deep for me now. Anyway. like, you're not too deep for, like, fourth grade Rodney, but, like, 30-year-old Rodney. No, but I love, I love like, all the visual. I love seeing, like, the different versions of things. And they go, they definitely, like, now I want to go get the Episode 7 art book. Mm-hmm. Because I could sit there forever and go through that. Um, well, I feel like the Episode 7 one might be worth it. But the Episode 1 one? Uh, it, was, it was still fun to see. Yeah. It, was, it was fun to see how they designed all that stuff. The Episode 1... The episode one making of feature is still better than the movie. It's an hour of, it's a non-narrative. It's just kind of like they had a, a camera crew film. Uh, it's almost like a video cam, a hand cam, because it was late 90s following uh, George Lucas around. And, that you know, he shows up with Steven Spielberg and they, they see him. They see them going through like the hairstyles with Ewan McGregor and with <laughs> Natalie Portman. So we're going to hang basically a dick from your forehead, and that shows you're a Padawan. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, that sounds no, like a great no, idea. He's, he's I love dicks big, on my he's forehead. He's not a big fan of it. <laughs> and that's why it's great. Like, I would say, like, if you get a chance, pull the DVD out and watch it, because it's really good. Um, I mean, it, it, I think in some way, you get to see kind of where they were coming from, because he says verbatim, George Lucas does, if Jar Jar doesn't work, the whole film is shot. Oh man, Jar Jar didn't work. He knew he he knew, but he wanted it. He thought Jar Jar was going to be massive. Well, you know, it's funny cuz I've had this this discussion with a few different people, people that were slightly younger than us yeah. when they saw the movie. They love Jar Jar. I think it's a it's a it's an age difference. I think so too. I think if you were I think if you were over 15 or 16 when those came out, those were if you were over, older than that, they were shit. If you've if you've discovered sarcasm, then Jar Jar sucked. If you if you knew what to do when you touched your penis, yes, then Jar Jar was terrible. Yes, but if you were under that age, Jar Jar was probably fun. Mm-hmm. Those movies, I can't remember whose kids I was sitting with. They didn't like four, five, and six. They love one, two, and three. Yeah, and I was like, really? They said, yeah, yeah. These are way more fun. And they look better, and you know, they they had a whole different reasoning. They saw the older films as like, oh, that's, that's you know, old people movies. Huh. That's interesting. Uh, hey. We should have a younger person on the show at some point and see what their uh, take on some things that we're bitter old men about. We might have to do that one day. We have that access might be good. to a few. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I recommend if you get a chance, because it doesn't come out till Tuesday, uh, buy the digital. It's worth every penny. I like the physical copy. I want to see it on my uh, shelf. Just I don't I don't care anymore. Like that shelf in there, I, I'm I'm ready to start like taking money. Like you were doing that digital transfer thing. Uh huh. I'm ready to just start doing that and just start getting rid of all of them. Yeah. Like I'm so like other than my gear that I use to make music or, or to work on the show, I just don't care about stuff anymore. Nice. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm. That's the first step in embracing an early death. 
No, no, you I start just, getting rid of things. No, I just, I just lose like an light, interest you know, in your old hobbies. I, just, I want to be able to leave my home as fast as possible if I have to during death. No, no, no. When you know, in case because you'll go straight to hell real quick. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think you're mistaking me for you. Um, lastly, uh, or not lastly. I don't know. Do you have any more? Well, what are you going to say? I got, I, got a, I got one more topic. Oh, you can well, edit all it, bro. You're going to edit this week. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to edit out most of you talking, so it's fine. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. Uh, it was announced uh, uh, Tom Hiddleston believes that the third Thor film is his final film as Loki. That is all he has contracted for. He is not aware if he is going to be in the Infinity War films or any films post-Infinity War. Um, and also made a mention, he, I don't know if he was joking, but made a mention that the people in Marvel are working by the seat of their pants, that they don't really have as big a concept as they say they do. You know what? That honestly wouldn't surprise me at all. I, you know, I think, I think after Iron Man, they probably sat down and figured out what everything was going to be to Avengers 1. Post that, I don't think they had a clue. I think they've kind of been shooting in the dark. Like they had a third Iron Man film. As fun as it was and as great as it was to see Shane Black do a superhero film, mm-hmm. was it necessary? I don't think we needed another Iron Man. Um, the second Captain America was awesome. I know we disagree on that. That's okay. Guardians of the Galaxy was great. It doesn't... Super fun. Super fun. Yeah. Um, I don't think they had a plan. I think a lot of it was kind of like uh, shooting that weapon on the wall and let's see what sticks. Yeah. So, um, well, they've got the money to do that. They do. They do. Yeah. Um, so it, it, interesting. I mean, because Tom Hiddleston is uh, is uh, is uh, the the superhero guy that makes a lady swoon. Yeah, he makes dick hard and panties wet. Yeah. So um, that's going to be interesting to see if they're going to let him go. Yeah, I, I was never a big fan of his. I know his you're Loki. not, but like between Robert Downey Jr. and him. You lose those two, you're going to have a hard time getting them ladies to the, to the movie theater. You know? They're a big draw for, for the female crowd. So, I, I'm interested to see if they're going to let it go. I don't think they'll, let, they'll ever let Downey go completely. No, I think Downey is a huge draw for penis and unpenis people alike. I, I, think, I think he will be in the movies... He'll probably be in another four or five movies. Yeah. Yeah. Also, he, he brings kids, too. I, oddly enough. Yeah. Oddly enough, he a brings guy, the kids to theaters. A guy that 20 years ago was was uh, waking up naked in people's houses, wasted. Mm-hmm. And now he's, like, the biggest family draw on the planet. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. But yeah. whatever. That's That's life. Such is life, my friend. So are you ready for this? Oh, we have a game. We do have a game. Excellent. Now... You know, I, I've tortured you with past halls of obscurity, and I tortured you back. Eh, well, a little, a little. No, you, you got your ass handed to you. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll take it this one time. <laughs> um, but this is something a little new. This is uh, I'm gonna tentatively call this the casting couch of possibility. Please interrupt your normally scheduled program to bring you the following message. 
Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Craig from B-Movies and Ebooks. And if you don't know about B-Movies and Ebooks, it's basically a podcast between two lifelong friends. We cover horror movies, cult movies, and B-movies on a bi-weekly basis. And also, we talk about the latest genre fiction we've read. So after you get done listening to this fine episode of Longbox Small Talk, head on over to iTunes and search for B-Movies and Ebooks and hit subscribe. It's easy to do, you'll be entertained, and you're going to find out about a ton of titles you never even knew existed. This is the casting couch of possibility. I assume we're going to have some sort of, you know, commercial or something oh, there. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, yeah. uh, let me come up with a song. It's Rodney's casting couch of possibilities. That sounded like uh, like Rocky Balboa singing a, an intro to a game show. Well, thank you. I'll take, you know, I'll take this. It sounded like you had a stroke mid-song. Take, you know, I will take that as a compliment regardless of the fact that I did it pro bono uh-huh. for my love for you. As a musician, you were going to charge me for making up the I song would, that I you, didn't yeah. want you to do? Yeah. All right, well, cool. I'll send you a bill later. <laughs> so, casting catch possibility. This is how it goes. I've got five people here who are previously possible casting choices for comic book movies. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you one. You can Google a picture of them if you don't know who the actor is. Okay. Okay. So we're going to start out. If you have any questions, let me know. Why don't you say... Okay, just go ahead. Never mind. Oh, I will. Go ahead. Jim Cavazel as Cyclops. Now, if you don't know who Jim Cavazel is, he's best known for playing the title character in Mel Gibson's uh, The Passion of the Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. He was he originally cast as Cyclops in X-Men, but had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts with filming Frequency. Hmm. Jim Caviezel. It seems I've heard this before. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think you'd make a good one if this is true. I think this is right. I think it's true. You think it's true? Yeah. You think it's true? I think, I think I heard this when they were making X-Men. Final? Yeah. All right. That, you're right. That is true. Yeah. And I think Jim Caviezel would make a, a pretty good one. I, I don't like really Marzen. like... I like Marzen, though. I, I do, too. But uh, I, I'm, I'm very torn on this new Cyclops they have. The little teenager well, guy. Well, what are you going to do? I don't know. Probably go see the movie and then complain not, about it I'm afterwards. Not, I, this is... I think it looks far worse than Batman v Superman. You're not going to see Apocalypse? not going to see it till it gets on uh, on demand. Wow. Not going. Because I wasn't going to see BVS. No, nope, not going. Until my wife was just like, we got to go see it. Nope. Not going. All right. Well, Bill's little one-man boycott. No, nah, it looks like a piece of shit. All right. So this next one, uh, Isaiah Mustafa as Luke Cage. Known for being the original man you could smell like in the popular Old Spice commercials that use practical effects for seamless transitions between scenes, Isaiah Mustafa was approached by Marvel about being Luke Cage in early Avengers planning after he publicly announced he wanted the role on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. Negotiations fell apart as Marvel Phase 1 came together and Luke Cage had no place in it for now. That's false. So, Isaiah Mustafa, you know who that is? Yeah, I know who he is. Okay. Uh, and that is false. You were correct. Good job. You're welcome. I wonder what he's doing now. He's not being Luke Cage. Uh, he's still they still do the commercials. Oh, it's still him. I thought yeah, they switched it, actors. Uh, no, it's him and Terry Crews. They take turns. Oh, okay. I've seen yeah. Terry Crews doing it a few times they, and lately. Then they kind of like fight each other in some of them. Really? Yeah, you haven't I seen those. Cool. Nah, I don't give a fuck. Bear glove. <laughs> All right. All right. Nicholas Cage as Scarecrow. Yes. Well, fuck you, Bill. Let me finish my thing for other people. Yes. Fuck you, Bill. 
Nicolas Cage was cast as, do- as the doctor turned mental patient Scarecrow in Joel Schumacher's third Batman movie. Once Batman ha- and Robin fizzled in the box office, Schumacher abandoned his plans for another Batman and Nicolas Cage continued acting like a mental patient for no reason at all. Yep, that's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. You're you're kicking ass at this one, bro. This is I may I, have to retire this, this is, one. I this is one thing I know a lot of is casting. Is casting? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know a lot of like if you include Schwarzenegger that was going to be Colossus in the 1988 X Men. Nice. That was right. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even know about that one. You got to go find us. Uh, there's an article about Starlog that mm-hmm. actually talks about it because they were as early as '88. They were trying to to make that a film. I can't imagine them just painting. Arnold Schwarzenegger with silver paint. And just being like, yeah, that's Colossus. Fucking deal with it, people. Think about this, though. They were so close, because 1990 was the abyss. Mm-hmm. They, they probably would have utilized... Early CGI? Because Cameron was involved at somehow. Because Carl Coe had... They had Spider-Man until the last minute, until they went bankrupt. And then they turned those Spider-Man sets into the sets for Cyborg. It's scary how much you know about shit that nobody cares about. I know, but I like it. Ah, that's awesome. Well, which just means this is probably going to be a one-off game then, because I don't <laughs> no, like, I like you doing I, too well. I like feeling awesome when I do this. All right, you ready for the next one? Go ahead. All right, this next one is Marlon Wayans as Robin. Now, don't answer yet if you know the answer, you fucker. Before being typecast as that guy from the knockoff movies, like Scary Movie and its infinite amount of sequels, Marlon Wayne was chosen by the studio to to Batman sidekick Robin in the second Batman movie. As everyone knows, colors other than black and shades of gray burn Tim Burton's eyes, so Robin was cut from the script after he returned from directing Edward Scissorhands. Is that true or false? Um, Marlon Wayans. I don't know if Marlon Wayans was supposed to be Robin in Tim Burton's Batman. Now you know who he is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think it was him. Um, I don't... I don't think that was see because if you go to the Batman, the I think it's the 1989 DVD. They have the storyboard which would have ended with Robin, and there wasn't anything. There wasn't any possible casting, and Marlon Wayans probably would have been. I don't know. I, I'm going to say no. I don't think this is true. Say false. I'm going to say false. Um. So that's true, sir. Okay, I didn't... Okay. Yeah, yeah. See? Even old dogs can be taught new tricks, I guess. Okay. Kind of. All right, you ready for this next one? Let's go. Ah, so good. Andy Serkis as Toad. Again, don't answer until I'm done reading, if you know it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before becoming a household name, Andy Serkis was in in early discussions to play the long-tongued Toad in an expanded role for the X-Men sequel, replacing the only good thing about Star Wars Episode One actor Ray Park from the first film. Andy Serkis broke off negotiations when he became attached to the Lord of the Ring films. Is that true or false? I think that's true. That's true? Uh, do you remember anything about that time or reading anything about it? I know that Ray Park was not going to come back. As Toad? Yeah, I know that that much is what I understood when, when after the first film, they weren't bringing him or uh, I think Tyler Mayne played... Sabretooth? Yeah, whoever that was in the first one. And he one. didn't come back in the second film either. Oh. Um, Just Magneto and Mystique. Mm-hmm. And so I think they probably would have gone with someone like Circus because he was he was a he in the in the acting world he was well known, but as far as like the public he wasn't well known and they could have got him pretty cheap and he would have been a great toad. But he did do a little movie called Lord of the Rings as Gollum. Mm-hmm. So, took, up, took up seven years of his life. Hey. That's crazy. Yeah, but think about this. I mean, 
from Gollum, he did Peter Jackson's King Kong. Mm-hmm. From that, um, he did the the two eight movies. Yep. Um, he's he's also done like he did Burke and Hare, which is a a kind of a dark comedy in yep. England. Um, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, and, he's been a busy dude. Oh, I mean, he's Claw and Ultron, which you know, love, and he's Emperor Supreme Leader Snoke. Yep. Uh, which they show in the making of. They show him doing the lines and all that. Yeah, pretty I dope. saw some of that. I'm it's still going to cool. say it's uh, it's true. Okay. I think it, I think um, it is true. Andy Serkis as Toad is false. All right, well. Okay, yeah. I like how, as we're doing this more often, and you're wrong more often, you're just like, hey, yeah, whatever. It happens. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll be wrong. I don't, I don't mind being wrong. You hate being wrong, sir. No, I don't. You hate it. No, I don't. I know it keeps you up at night. No. Being imperfect. No. You'll never be perfect. Sleep apnea keeps me up, but not, not being imperfect. <laughs> So if you like that, uh, you can go online to longboxsmalltalk.com and play another one of our super popular, awesome, authentic, original games. That's right. Uh, from the Halls of Obscurity. You can play our home edition on longboxsmalltalk.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at longboxsmall or Instagram at longboxsmalltalk. Uh, you can go to longboxsmalltalk.com and leave comments on our different episodes and tell us what you think. And also... Can go uh, leave us an iTunes review if you want yeah, to. Yeah, please, please yeah. do. I think we've gotten uh, you know two or three respectable okay. amount. Respectable. Um, we'd like to see that more in the yeah. millions or billions. Like to, like to multiply that by a thousand. As I announced last week, there is one. There was one new podcast on the network, which was Two Versus Three, a Canadian podcast of uh, of geek culture, and uh, really funny guys too. Yeah. Have you listened to any of them? Not yet. Yeah, they're good. Um, but now we also have another one. Yes, this week, scary as shit. Say it again. Scary as shit. Okay, and what's what are the, I'm gonna guess something about horror? Yeah, I'm assuming horror movies. I haven't actually heard any of theirs maybe yet. Maybe they're in a fecal matter. That's possibly true. But um, yeah, so we have the new two new podcasts on the network. We're always trying to expand. So uh, let us know if you have any feedback or anything think, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I think, I think they're giving us the boot. That's what it is. Oh, is that what we're, what we're being squeezed out? Yeah, yeah. Brian, Brian only came on last week because he's just like, oh, I feel sorry because we're about to fire him. Yeah, so bring on those iTunes reviews <laughs> to save LST from obscurity. Hashtag Rod's fault. Oh, damn it. <laughs> All right, you want to end it us? Oh, please. You want to end us today? So we can have our, our extra 45 minutes of podcasting after Long this. Long box small talk. I'm Bill. And I'm Rodney. We will see you next issue. Next issue. <laughs>